Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. Today, we are joined by Iggy Ladin, therapist and co-founder of the Chicago Therapy Collective. CTC mobilizes to create safe, just, and inclusive Chicago neighborhoods for transgender and gender non-conforming individuals and communities. Their exhibit, Trans Art Is, can be viewed through September 30th at the Andersville Galleria, located at 5247 North Clark. Welcome, Iggy. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for being here. Well, let's start by you telling us a little bit more about yourself and your story. Where are you from and how did you decide to become a therapist? Yeah, so, well, now I say I'm from Chicago. I've been here in Chicago for about six and a half years. For all those years, I've been right here in Andersonville. But I'm from Philadelphia originally, right north of North Philadelphia. Um, just keep keep driving north on Broad Street and you'll, you'll hit my neighborhood. Both my parents uh, were mental, are mental health professionals. My dad's a clinical psychologist and my mom's a social worker, hospice bereavement counselor. So I grew up in a household that had a lot of interesting conversations about mental illness and therapeutic approaches. So I was pretty uh, acclimated and uh, well-versed in the whole therapy world uh, long before I knew I actually wanted to become a therapist. Um, my father... Uh, in particular, was probably a stronger influence than I realized on me. Uh, He was a system-centered therapist, so I was introduced to the idea of one's health being shaped by external factors, by one's environment and social interactions uh, very early on. And knowing this, that that my own challenges with gender and my gender identity were not totally on me, uh, but that people's indifference or even hatred towards bodies and identities like my own were not my fault was was actually hugely helpful growing up even though I actually never shared uh, with my parents that I was transgender Um, so so growing up in Philadelphia with two mental health professionals uh, as parents I definitely didn't think I wanted to be a therapist Um, I mostly thought I needed therapy it wasn't actually until I moved to Boulder, Colorado for a number of years that I became confronted with all sorts of really interesting alternative healing and therapy modalities that led me to my interest in therapy more seriously for myself. Um, I decided to, to go to a university that was very unusual and unique called Naropa, where I studied Eastern philosophies of the mind and and Buddhist psychology and explored a lot of body and somatic awareness practices that that I felt were very healing for me and my own journey. And I I just fell in love with with that work and and realized I, I wanted to help other people in that same way. So so yeah, I lived in Boulder, Colorado for a while. That's where I realized I wanted to be a therapist. And, and finally, uh, I landed here in Chicago because I, I realized I wanted to go to social work school. I think not forgetting what my, my father had, had instilled in me about health being something that's collectively informed um, made me realize that I wanted to study the other uh, factors of health that are, that are more social and, and societal. Um, so I, I went to UFC and um, got my social work degree and have been practicing therapy for about five years now here here in Chicago. 
Well, Iggy, you use they, them pronouns. For listeners who might be unfamiliar, can you briefly tell us about that? Why do pronouns matter? Yes. Um, So pronouns are one of those things that we don't typically notice. When we hear somebody refer to, to somebody else as he or she, it's like hearing the in a sentence. We, we hardly even know it's there. It holds so little significance, at least until it does. And when it does, it, it really, really does. I think that non-trans folks, uh, what we call cisgender folks, um, feel that trans folks and folks that use different pronouns than you would expect are being overly sensitive um, when they're mispronounced or misgendered. Um, but it's actually very difficult to live in the world constantly being referred to a gender that you do not identify with. Uh, and and I believe, honestly, that if, if cisgender folks uh, were to experience this themselves for even five five minutes or ten minutes in, in multiple different encounters, that they'd be pretty stressed out and um, would, would themselves feel uh, upset by it. So... I think pronouns are unexpectedly very important, um, and so much of our social interactions are somewhat mediated by gender. A lot of our um, more friendly to formal interactions include various gendered scripts. So if that's feeling off, a whole social interaction is going to feel off. Um, So I, I would just ask for folks who don't really get the pronoun thing to uh, just try to imagine for yourself what it might be like if you were constantly confronted with pronouns that that didn't feel like a fit for you. Um, and besides that, if, if you are wanting to be a, an ally to trans folks, uh, I think it's probably the most immediate uh, and impactful way you can support a trans person by respecting their pronouns. And pronouns are really meaningful to people who identify both as transgender and gender nonconforming. What do those different terms or identities mean? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so being transgender, let's just get that, that identity down first. Being transgender means that I do not identify with the biological sex I was assigned at birth. Now, being gender nonconforming means that I'm breaking from the conventions of gender in some way. Now, that can include transgender folks who are breaking from conventions, who are not conforming to gender, but actually a lot of transgender folks are gender conforming. They're just not conforming to the gender they were assigned at birth. Uh, gender nonconforming folks can also include cisgender people who do identify with the biological sex and gender that they were assigned at birth, but whose gender expression in the world may defy convention or conformity in some way. So there's actually also a phenomenon of cisgender people uh, being misgendered in the world that can also be upsetting for cisgender folks. And what do you recommend when somebody's in a conversation or dialoguing and, you know, there's just, they just slip up on gender and in a social interaction or maybe not knowing that person in your own experience and also as a therapist, like, what do you recommend to people in that moment, how to handle that? Well, I'd, I'd first want to say that take a breath. It's okay. 
it's a learning process to um, train one's mind to see gender differently than we were taught from a young age. And I think it's very important to have a patient and compassionate space for folks who are really making an effort to respect folks' pronouns, but it's a journey. So if, if that's you on that end, sometimes I misgender folks as well. The best thing to do is to pause and to say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and, and I think through, through apologizing and then uh, correcting yourself right away, you are showing that you very much care to, to respect and honor that person's gender, and, and that means a lot. It can be awkward. It's awkward to break the social script and say, whoops, I messed that up, but it's okay, and it, it means a lot to, to trans folks and probably cis folks too who get misgendered to just go ahead and, and pause and uh, correct yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And speaking of kind of going back to the beginning of what we've learned about gender from our very early days, how is gender identity different from sexual orientation? How do you speak to that? Yeah, so sexual orientation describes who we are sexually attracted to. Uh, one may be attracted to women, cisgender women, transgender women. People may be attracted to men, cisgender men, transgender men. People may be attracted to non-binary folks, uh, genderqueer folks. Um, who one is attracted to describes sexual orientation, but gender identity describes our inner sense of who we are. Many of us feel uh, a strong and clear sense of either being a man or a woman. Uh, some of us, though, like myself, feel a very strong inner sense of not being a man or a woman. Um, genderqueer and non-binary folks might feel that they're either something in the middle of that or something outside of that and not really wanting to be defined by that altogether, not feeling that that's a fit. Um, so whatever that internal sense is, is the identity piece, the gender identity um, versus sexual orientation, which is about attraction. It takes some practice to go back and forth for a while to really get it. So Iggy, can you briefly describe the origin and mission of the Chicago Therapy Collective? Absolutely. So as you so eloquently said at the beginning, the Chicago Therapy Collective mobilizes to create more safe, just, and inclusive neighborhoods for trans folks. Um, and as a collective of therapists, we feel that we have a responsibility to do more with the information that we're holding than just creates creating safe spaces in the therapy office for our clients. We actually hold a lot of intimate details about clients' interactions with businesses, with their employers, uh, details that they often aren't sharing themselves that might feel too risky to share. And so myself and a few other trans-affirming therapists realize that there, there is more that we can do to support our clients outside the office uh, and to take some s larger step towards a social responsibility for ourselves in, in creating more safe spaces. 
Iggy, you're the co-founder of Chicago Therapy Collective, and I'm just curious because we talked to so many business owners and entrepreneurs on this podcast who have experience doing something and they see how they can do that thing, but do it a little bit differently or in a way that they've experienced it, not really, um, you know, meeting the goals that they would kind of see or, or meeting their vision. So I'm just curious for you and with Chicago Therapy Collective, um, how is it kind of serving and meeting the needs of the transgender and gender nonconforming community in a way that you've seen in the past haven't been met? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. So, and I'm hoping I'll get to talk a bit more about this uh, later. But we are engaged in a few community initiatives that are very informed by our clients and trans GNC folks' experiences. Um, initiatives ranging from education and outreach to creating social spaces and platforms for visibility. And, and one advantage we have as, as folks that are um, supporting businesses in becoming more trans inclusive, doing that education and outreach work in particular, is that we can so easily represent our clients' experiences, that we have a kind of knowledge that a lot of folks aren't, aren't privy to um, and that we can then make sure we're including in whatever trainings we're providing. We even have some specific feedback when it comes to certain businesses, even right here in Andersonville, uh, examples that we hold sensitively, um, but, but then we know that certain, certain businesses might be needing that support. So in terms of how we're doing things differently, the first thing I'd say is that we have that kind of advantage to, to be so informed by our clients' experiences. Um, and then a couple other things that feel important that we talk about in our approach. We really do believe that whatever trainings that we're doing not only should be based on trans and GNC folks' lived experiences, um, but our training should include trans and GNC folks as the, the teachers, um, as panelists. It can be so um, deflating to never get the opportunity to speak up as a trans person when something goes off in an interaction. And so we also want to give that opportunity to our clients and just to trans folks in general to, to be empowered to say, this was my experience here, and, and this is what would really help my experience be better next time. Or if it's not related to the business at all, just saying, yeah, my pronouns are really important to me. And, and I do ask that, that you try your best and try harder to, to respect my pronouns or to change your intake paperwork or to have products that are more catered to, to me and my community. So that's another thing that I think as therapists, we want our activities to actually be empowering for the, tra the trans community. Um, and the final thing I'll say, just to answer that, um, I, there's more, but the final thing that feels really important here, as I know I'm speaking to Andersonville business owners, is that we need to create a, a culture of learning that that is compassionate and, and patient and open-minded and open-hearted to, to folks that are just learning this, and we know that. We know that it can be scary to... Um, 
confront these identity issues and, and not know what to do. And as mostly therapists doing the trainings, we, we feel pretty sensitive and attuned to business owners' feelings and reactions around what this process might be like to, to need to be learning something and how, how vulnerable that can feel on that end to know that maybe there are certain customers or patients or participants that are not having a satisfactory experience at your business. It is estimated that over 40% of transgender and GNC individuals have attempted suicide, which tells us how difficult it is to live in a world that doesn't see you as you see yourself and a world that is often intolerant and shaming. You spoke a little bit about how businesses can, can support these individuals, but can you speak more to that and how we as a society can collectively change to support the trans community? Yeah, that's that's a really big question. And I think a lot of different folks doing this work have their own answers that are important to hear. Um, and so with that, you know, my answer to that question is, is to start with listening, to really learning about what trans folks, GNC folks, that's gender nonconforming if I haven't clarified that, um, what their f experiences are in their families, in their schools, in their workplaces, and when they're walking around the neighborhood and visiting businesses. I think it's easy to um, not even think about what experiences of trans folks are like, but as soon as we do, there's often a reaction of, oh my God, what can I do to make their lives a little bit easier? And so I would say start with listening and learning and um, even just Googling, you know, how to be a trans ally for the trans community is a great place to start. There's a lot of free resources out there that I think are a great first step. Well, I think we'll be airing this in September, which is National Suicide Prevention Month. So it is so yeah. important to hear um, as that conversation can take place and cross a lot of different communities, but how important it is to talk about suicide and mental health within the transgender and GNC community. Thank you for mentioning Suicide Awareness Month. You know, as we acknowledge the awful suicide attempt rate for trans folks, um, I think it's important to say it's, it's okay and it, we need to be talking about suicide um, suicide is a conversation that often makes us uncomfortable, uh, but folks who are trans are more likely to be struggling with suicidal ideation, are often in need of mental health support. So just being aware of that fact, I think, puts us uh, in a position as mental health professionals, as cisgender allies, as an Andersonville community to connect trans folks with mental health support uh, when they need it. So, so thank you for mentioning that, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, and I will just say, I think it's amazing that we have those resources here in our community. And like we talk about even just from a community development and an urban planning standpoint, like quality of life and having a good quality of life where you live. And we want to make sure that, you know, Andersonville that hits on so many levels, but is safe and that people have those resources like right here at home if they need them. So maybe we'll include kind of in the show notes and um, 
you know, can include those resources for people right here in the neighborhood if, if people feel like they need to call um, and reach out and get some help. Absolutely. Andersonville is the home of, I think, probably some of the most trans-affirming therapists right here in Chicago. So can you share what you believe a difference is between being tolerant and being affirming or accepting? Yes. Yeah, so I can deal with you here. It, it's, fi- it's fine that you're here. I would say that's tolerant. I want you here. You are welcome here. I would say it's accepting. So if you're if you're listening to this podcast and especially if you're in a position of power at a at a business or an organization, notice which kind of attitude you feel yourself bringing to the space for a trans person. Are you more of that I can deal with you here side of things or are you more on that I want you here side of things? So Iggy, let's talk about the great work CTC is doing. Trans Art Is is an installation currently on display at the Andersonville Galleria. Can you talk a bit about the installation and its importance? Yes. So Trans Art Is uh, is taking place throughout September. And we've had three events. We have one event left, the closing event, September 30th. So if you're, you're hearing this before September 30th, please feel free to come out and see the last day of the exhibit. It's an open showcase that features 12 trans and gender nonconforming artists artwork. And the main intention behind this initiative is to directly support the trans and GNC community and having a place to showcase their work. It can be really hard to find venues to share your artwork. And I think that that's even harder for a lot of trans artists because applications and exhibitions often aren't catered to or inclusive in their approach in including trans artists. Um, also, trans artists at being at the intersections of the artists, a transgender person, uh, is more likely to be experiencing economic hardship. And so we wanted to provide a platform for trans and GNC folks to sell their work and to make some money for their work. But, but second to that is an initiative that, that supports the Chicago Therapy Collective Collective's trans-inclusive Andersonville campaign, which is to create visibility initiatives for the Andersonville community community to educate themselves more and familiarize themselves more with transgender folks and their experiences, um, to create a space that's disarming, uh, where you can just walk in and get to know um, the perspectives of trans and GNC folks. CTC is also hosting a training for the health, wellness, and service sector on November 2nd. Can you tell us more about that and where folks can sign up for the training? Yes. Um, So we have a a Facebook page for the training. And if you are an Andersonville health, wellness, or beauty business, we invite you to sign up. This is going to be a space where... Uh, health, wellness, and beauty businesses can learn about the importance of of being trans-affirming for their business, and we will be including a panel of trans and GNC folks who, who've had experiences 
at Andersonville and other Chicago health, wellness, and beauty businesses so that those businesses can hear some direct feedback from the community and, and understand why doing a training for themselves and their organizations is so important. We will also include some information that we've gained from our survey, um, which we're really excited to be getting submissions for that, that um, share some more experiences folks are having in local businesses. Um, and in that training, we will include some tips. It's not gonna be a thorough training uh, in, in the same sense of our other trainings, but it will be an opportunity to at least learn some of the basics of being a trans-affirming health, wellness, beauty provider. And people can just go to your website to fill out that survey if they would like, is that correct? Yes, so we have a page called the Trans Experience Survey right on the Chicago Therapy Collective website at chicagotherapycollective.org. And we encourage you, if you're listening and you are trans or gender nonconforming, um, or you know somebody who's trans or gender nonconforming, to fill out that form so that we can hear your experience and include your feedback and let your feedback help shape the direction of our trainings. What does the future of CTC look like? Can you share with us some goals you have? Well, our main goal for 2019 is to really focus right here in Andersonville on a, a pilot campaign. And our initiative is to make Andersonville the most trans-inclusive neighborhood in Chicago and to explore what does a community-level intervention look like at the neighborhood level. So Chicago is a city of neighborhoods. We think neighborhoods is a really powerful approach to addressing trans folks' experiences, lived experiences on a day-to-day -day basis. And we're really excited to be starting with what we feel is one of the most welcoming neighborhoods in Chicago. And as a therapist, what advice do you have for someone questioning their gender? What are some first steps questioning folks can take? Yeah, my first reaction is just that it's okay to be trans. Your gender is beautiful and it's possible to feel that way one day, even if you don't now. And if you're really struggling, I encourage you to reach out for support, either from a trusted friend or family member, or if you're, if you're ready to take the leap um, to therapy, but you deserve support and, and you should reach out for support if, if that's what you're needing. Well, I love listening to you speak, Iggy, about your vision for CTC and for Andersonville because as such a welcoming community that's kind of in our fabric and our history, but there's still so much work to do. And I think that's just so apparent and felt when um, hearing your stories and the stories that you share and that you represent from the trans and GNC community. So thank you so much for that. Um, we always ask this question of our of our podcast guests and it's always fun to hear the answers but if you could trade places with one other andersonville business for one day who would you choose and why it'd be a close tie between women and children first and early to bed uh, but i'd have to say women and children first since that's probably my favorite business to just roam around the aisles for an hour or so to to spend a whole day there would would really be a treat 
It's a, a good answer. No, a couple people have said that, and they said because I just want to read all day, and we can't wait to release the podcast from Lynn and Sarah, oh. who probably don't read <laughs> when they're there. But uh, I think yeah, everybody wants to spend more time in women and children first. Well, thank you, Iggy, for being here, and thank you for listening to Always Andersonville the podcast. For more information about Chicago Therapy Collective, please visit chicagotherapycollective.org. Make sure to check out TransArt Is at the Andersonville Galleria, located at 5247 North Clark, now through September 30th. For show notes on today's episode, please visit andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.